All right. So we are in Perik Shmini in Chelik Base. So we're going to be talking about a very big topic over here. This is uh, probably one of the big themes in Das Tunus. Um, comes up again and again. And uh, that is the interplay between Hanhagas Hamishpat and Hanhagas Hayichut. So Hanhagas Hamishpat means where Hashem runs the world according to law and order, according to preset rules, and uh, really, therefore, it's all responsive to what we do. Right? Depending on what we do is going to be the result that's going to happen. That's on Hagas HaMishpat. On Hagas HaYichud is where Hashem has His own plan. And He's driving the world towards that plan always. So that's what we're going to be talking about. That's the main discussion over here. So, can you, sorry, can you repeat um, Mishpat one more time? You will see. You'll, it'll, it'll come up first. You'll see it inside. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, the first, the Rambam starts off with saying that all of Hashem's conduct is Yosher Umishpat. It's all according to the letter of the law. It's all straight, fair, honest. Um, up front, right? Uh, I mean, up front meaning no, no tricky stuff, right? Um, and interestingly, the Ramchal brings Tup Sukim as a support for this. Which I'm just raising this, so you guys put a question mark in your Derek Hashem, the way that I put it one of mine. Um, you know, if you have to count the number of Sukim, the Ramchal brought an entire safer of Derek Hashem. You could probably count them on your hands, I mean, on your fingers, right? Uh, and here, he brings two psukim to support something that seems to be pretty intuitive. The kingdom is a scepter of fairness and sustains the law of justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, they, maybe one is, is it, one seems to be like an extension of the king versus one is the king directly. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm saying uh, why do he's exactly, yeah. it, at all? Why why do you need any psukim roll over here? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, now, but the main thing, of course, is the, what's coming up next. This is a very heartwarming paragraph where the Ramchal says, however, of course. This mishpat of Hashem is not um, because of you know, like a vengeance that an enemy takes against someone who wronged him, but rather this is uh, coming from love. Right, the entire concept of of mishpat is in order they should be good for for us, and therefore it all comes from ahava. Uh, like a father who afflicts his son in order to help him. 
And for that he brings a Pasuk as well. Ki kasher yasser ish es bono Hashem olokecha Just like a man afflicts a son, so to Hashem your God afflicts you. So it turns out that the mishpat and the din really comes from a place of Ahava. <coughs> hmm. Now, besides just philosophically helping us to kind of accept it more, you know, gladly and happily understanding, you know, it, it hurts a lot less. Marshall, I was speaking with one time with a person. Going through something very painful, I said, you know, there's two types of situations where a person might be being stabbed with a knife, right? Um, one is if it's a dark alley with a, you know, scary-looking um, teenager, right? Uh, it's another thing if it's in a brightly lit <laughs> operating room. Right? By a sterile clad surgeon, right? Even though, let's say, the stab is exactly the same stab, mm-hmm. but it hurts a lot less mm-hmm. because it doesn't have all the fear and the anger and the insult and, and the, all of those other things that happen when a person is being stabbed by a, by a criminal. Right? Right? So, you know, we understand that the Yisurim that we're experiencing, you know, whatever is happening, is really being done by by a loving father who's doing it like a surgeon. So already, that helps a lot. Helps to, to deal with the pain a lot. Helps with the muna. That's the muna. That is the muna. Very good. Not bitachon. Right. Very good. Um, but we're about to learn an additional major difference. Actual. You know, as one would say, a difference, halacha means that actually it makes a difference in what Hashem does. And that is that in, in two different ways. Number one, that whenever the Yisurim are happening, they are not, they are not harsh and cruel. Uh, they are softened by the Ahava of Hashem. Yeah, so meaning when a, so here we're saying that when the you know, when the surgeon's knife is going in, it's it's very careful, very neat, tries to make as small of an incision as possible, right? One that can easily be stitched up and not leave a scar afterwards, right? When the when the when the hooligan's knife is going in it's being jabbed in fast, you know, hard, jagged, all that stuff. So the point is that the mishpat itself has a softened edge to it. That's one. That's in every situation? Oh, yep, always. So meaning no matter how torturous it might seem. Hashem is not looking to annihilate us. Right, right. Right, that's the difference. Is a... Uh, is a um, an oyev who is doing the same thing, you know, an enemy. Um, so, uh, 
you know, when an enemy uh, afflicts a person, he's try he's looking to hit him in the most vulnerable spot, right? The place, you know, where with one hit mm-hmm. he can crumble the whole person. Whereas when you when when you're giving whiplashes, let's say a basin is giving whiplashes, right? So they want they they need to give thirty nine whiplashes, but they're gonna try to put them on the strongest part of the parts of the body, right? So as to not break the body, so as to not break the person. This would even be for I don't want to rush up, but somebody who's not on a good path. I mean, like they're also going to be treated in that same way. As long as the person is called the Ben, as long as he's a son of Hashem. Right, like the Pasuk says, Ki kasher yaser ish as beno, Hashem alokecha yasreka. So, we are called Bonum Lashem. So, Hashem is not looking to annihilate us. Right? So, uh, the, so the din is done barachamim. The, the judgment is done with mercy. Okay? And then the second... Uh, thing that the Ramchal over here explains, I'm in paragraph Ulam, in case anybody wants to be following along. The second one is that sometimes when Hashem deems it necessary, let's say, for example, the father sees that the son just cannot handle this mission. Not only can he not handle a softened, merciful version of the Mishpat, but he can't handle any Mishpat at all right now. Right? He's having a, a nervous breakdown. Right? He's, and therefore he's doing more and more things you're going to keep on punishing him so then he's just going to you know go off the deep end right so it's not going to be good so then Hashem can suspend judgment entirely right um, I think that the clearest examples of these two that we have is Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is called Din Barachamim. Hashem does judgment with us. It's a day of judgment. But it's done Barachamim. Jeff, why do we blow shofar in Rosh Hashanah? on that one. Oh. Okay, he's passed it. Fuse the sudden. Uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the false one. That's, that's, the, that's, not, that's not the real blowing. What's the real blowing doing? Inaugurate the king. Good. But what, but, but also to be Me'orachimim. Right? Okay. And that's Mamtik the Din. It sweetens the judgment. Right, so th- th- that's uh, and that's exactly what he's talking about over here. Mamutuk, right? The 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 surim themselves are going to be mamutuk, right? So a way to sweeten it, to make, to soften it, make it better. That's din barachamim. Yom Kippur is rachamim v'din. Yom Kippur is betzel. It's a day of rachamim. Now the only thing is, you do have to. Follow the rules. You have to do some din. You have to have done tshuva, right? You have to come back. 
So it has to be, it is still bedin, but it was rachamim, which is done in a way of din. Right? But, but the entire day is rachamim, which means it's a day where Hashem is mechaper. Hashem is mechaper. Right? He atones, he, he removes, he wipes away from us our avayers. Right? That's, those are instances that we see it on a national level. But the Ramchal here is telling us that this is really two modes of conduct that are that are potentially happening at any time. It means the Din Barachamim on some level is always happening. Now when we call certain times of the year, you know, you know, Din Kasha, let's say we've got Shvasar Batamu's coming up for three weeks, Tishabov, right? There seemingly there was a Know, a certain level of tokif adin, but nonetheless, even that was, you know, on the spectrum of things, it was it was a more harsh judgment, but still it was done barachin. Like we know, says Hashem took his anger out on the rocks, not on Israel, right? Um, all the other kind of silver linings that there were in the. In the uh, in the Hurban and the in the goals, um, that's that's happening with Olden. Olden has Racham into it. Olden that Hashem is done with us has Racham into it. And then sometimes Hashem does Racham in Din. Sometimes he he actually um, cancels the Din. He wipes it away. And that would be an example of Yom Kippur, but it can happen with any person at any time. If Hashem judges that that's what's necessary. Now remember, um, the entire concept of Din to begin with is for our benefit, so that we can earn our own Shlemus, that we can be Kona our own Shlemus and therefore earn our own place in Olam Abba. So, ideally, a person shouldn't be in a situation where he needs to come on to Hashem just kind of canceling din, right? That's not, it's not going to be good, right? Um, a child is in such a place that they can accept discipline always. It's a very bad situation if a child gets to a place where they cannot be disciplined. Yeah, I mean, where for their own well-being, you have to not discipline them and kind of let go and try to slowly reel them back in, right? That's a, that's a very bad thing. The, meaning like the, the person... We said the example. The, if the child gets into a neg- very negative trend, let's say, right. and then you punish them, and then they just become even more resentful, right. and then they even go against you, and then you punish right. them more, right. and then... At some, you, you, you know, at some point, the father's going to have to choose. Like either I keep on punishing him and maybe break the kid, right. damaging him permanently, or you know, make him go off altogether, or whatever it is, right? Or I have to just kind of just let it go, meaning not not punish him for this last misdeed of his. Mm-hmm. So not. Not have have less direct involvement overall, or just in terms of like no din din to cancel the din, uh-huh. right? To negate the din, to override the din. 
right? And obviously, it's a, it's a very bad message for a child to receive, right? That there, there could be a life without it. In the long run, it'll it'll they'll pay for it, right? But better that than break them now, right? So to with Hashem, the the Ramchal explains that Hashem acts that way with Klal That's why Klal are on a much higher level. Hashem used to be able to punish us uh, immediately and fully for everything we would do. Right? The, the Chazal say that in Yerushalayim, when the Beis Hamidri stood, uh, nobody went to sleep. I think it was on that one class on a high level. Uh, nobody went to sleep in Yerushalayim without having been punished for any of errors they did that day. So, you know, you're living with Hashem in your life. You're, it's revealed. You, you know perfectly well. Do something wrong, boom. You, you get a patch that day. Right, that's a great thing. But when people started accumulating and building up more and more Averos, so if Hashem were to start, you know, pounding them, you know, for, for all those that were happening, it would break them. So then Hashem had to start canceling Mishput. And then obviously that's very negative because it leads people to believe that, oh, you can do whatever you want, etc. So... It's uh, it's a very bedeva situation, but uh, but again, but better better than breaking them. Okay, so those are the two contexts that Hashem has. Um, just to explain how this has directly to do with uh, din coming from Ahava. So yeah, din being. So, the the being that then comes from Ahava, so it means it's subservient to Ahava, it's secondary to Ahava. It is, um, you know, only going to do what its root dictates. It's it's a servant, and something that's very important to remember. We discussed this before. The din is a servant of Ahava. Um, and uh, therefore can never kind of go against that rule um, and it works very beautifully the Ramchal here describes Hashem as being yasher, as being straight right and uh, and yet he, he's also described as being tov and he, Hashem wanted the whole purpose of the creation was that Hashem wanted to be native to us so um Chazal say this beautiful statement that Lama hu tov bishul shehu yasher Lama hu yasher bishul shehu tov Why is Hashem good? Uh, why is Hashem good? Because He's straight Why is He straight? Because He's good So what does that mean? It means you can see that the, the, the morale brings in the, in the first paragraph of Nesiva Um It means that being good is only good if there's judge if, if there's discipline with it. Like we said before, if, you, if you're if you're spoiling your kids rotten, that's not good. That's bad. Right? If there's no yasher, if there's no mishpat with it to keep it to make sure that the recipient has the proper vessels to receive all that goodness and all that love that you're showering on them, that's not good. That's actually bad. So that's what Hashem is, all, is 
doing as well if he feels like he has to pull back with the, the judgment because he feels like he'll break the person. It's the same way. Oh, wait, well, this is the other direction. Right now we're saying, oh, yeah, I think you're already copying the second half. One second. Right now we're saying, why does tov, in order to be tov, in order to be good, means good means giving and ice cream, you know, steak, whatever you want, right? Give, giving. Why is Hashem called tov? Because he's yasher. Means if he would not be yasher, Yasha means mishpat, din. Hashem would not do dish, uh, mishpat. Yeah? Then he would not be considered tov. Why? Because imagine a father who, he's such a good dad. He's such a good dad. All he ever does for his kids is just, is you bring him gifts and then hug him and take him out places and everything, right? No, he's spoiling them rotten. He's ruining them. That's not good. Right? So the only way you can call a dad good is if he also has some discipline. Right? And then, Lama Hu Yasher, Tov. But also, Yasher, right? Yasher is straight, is, means not someone straight, someone who toes the line. And no matter what, the law has to be done. It's all about the law, right? I'll, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I don't care what the consequences are, right? It's not called Yasher. It's called, it's called stupid. Right? Yasher is, that you you understand what's yasher? Yasher is straight. Means you understand you're going towards something. You're going towards a goal. That's what yasher means, right? So what's the goal? The goal is to be tov. The the goal in the end is to be good, right? But the way you do that is through yasher. Okay. So that's the that's the yasher and the tov. Okay. So those are the those are the. To me, though, just, to, so just, just to clarify a question, so, but that's that's all, all important because we're Bali Bahira. I'm sorry. Right? So that's all important because we're Bali Bahira, right? In Absolutely. order that we can make the right choices, and we, that's the reason for Yisurim. We're backing off of Yisurim. Hundred percent. Yep. In fact, that's that's what he's about to say right now. So, uh, so again, being the Hashem wanted for us to be Bali Bahira. And um, you know that's the, that's the way that we're gonna earn our own shleimus, and, uh, and and therefore, <clears throat> and therefore have or you know uh, have a more closer connection to Hashem, Lolomaba, right? So Hashem had to let us be balibachir, which means we choose what happens. It's up to us. Right, Hashem empowered us. He turned the controls over to us. That's called Hanagas Hamishpat. Hashem set up a system of rules, and depending on what you do with the rules, is what's going to happen. Right? It's up to you. That's what Hanagas Hamishpat is. Um, so, so to speak, Hashem is taking a passive role. Kivuyachol. So, uh, as if one could say such a thing. Hashem is passive. He's turned over control to man. Right? Or to the system. System of... Uh, a spiritual judgment system. Right? Uh, set up court system, set up uh, procedures, and turn control over to that. So man, being a free will decision maker, will determine what happens. Um, the, However, in truth... 
really Hashem is always in control. And really Hashem is always driving the system towards its completion. Which is very important to know, um, because otherwise a person might feel like we're, you know, according to, if it would be just on Haggis HaMishpat by itself, yeah? So humanity can go around in circles, just get stuck in the mud and just spin our wheels, right? Or even fall back, yeah? So we made some progress, but afterwards we start doing bad things and punishments start coming and we start um, devolving and, you know, things... Um, meltdown and, and uh, right and uh, you could end up thousands of years back and like okay I guess all that was just nothing good came out of that like these last 2,000 years nothing good came out of that so no that uh, being that Hashem has a plan and the plan is to man should ultimately come to a, his own completion, and then come to all of all, right? And like we said in the first Haluk, Hashem gave a limited amount of time to this process. Um, so Hashem, in His infinite wisdom, is able to secretly, behind the scenes, most of the time, but sometimes openly, um, redirect the train in such a way that it's always moving forward. Right? Mm-hmm. We are always moving forward every day. Every moment that goes by, Kalasar are moving another step, another step, closer towards the ultimate Gaula, towards the ultimate completion. Okay? Um, now, most of the time, that happens where Hanhagas HaMishpat acts through... Uh, Hanhagas HaYichud. So here are the words that you wanted, Yosef. Hanhagas, or here he talks about also as being um, Hashgacha. Hashgacha um, is. Uh, he said that this is Hashem's master plan, though. That's right. So, so is the same thing. I'm sorry? Hashgacha is, is Hashem getting involved to be able to have things go towards the master plan. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, you have Hanhagas Hamishpat or Hanhagas. Uh, is like imagine like the outer the external manifestation of how Hashem runs the world and that's up to us but inside of it is the invisible hand it's always that's the Hanhagas Hayichud with the where Hashem runs the world and He's guiding the thing to get to where it needs to go uh, I'll give you an example Imagine the world like a maze. Yeah? So, a person who is in the maze, so, he's just bumping around, you know, totally lost and confused. Right? And even if he's following clues, let's say he has um, instructions, go straight, turn right, turn left, go this way, go that way, he still feels... Like he's totally lost. What's going on? What kind of instructions are this? Right? Go over here, then go over there, turn right, turn left, turn, go forward, go backwards, right? Sometimes, let's make the maze very complicated. Sometimes you have to walk back. You, know, you have to walk up to somewhere, press a button, then walk all the way back and go through a door that wasn't open before. Now that you press the button, now the door is open, right? 
right? You have to go to a certain place, you have to pick up a key, then you have to walk back. Now that you have the key, you go back to where you've been, now you can get in there, whatever, right? So it's a complicated. So to the person inside, it feels like, what's going on? I've been in this place three times already. I'm going this way, I'm going that way, I'm, I'm bouncing around, I'm lost. But the one kind of running the show, is, no, 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 you're not. It's, we've taken five steps forward now. What are you talking about five steps forward? I, I went all the way back. I used to be much farther along. I went back. Mm-hmm. And there's so not in a maze. And then it's going back. It's, it's called going forward. Right? And the way you go forward is by going back. So, so, so now, you have a person, let's say you have a, you have, you have we, we've spoken about all the different flexibility that Hashem built into the system of Mishpat. Hashem can, um, you know, there's schusavos, um There's mazel. There's there's uh, the person's own merits. Um, there's other people's. There's the world needs. There's tzaddikim who could take you know your yisurim off of you through yisurim shalava that they themselves accept, right? Uh, all sorts of systems. So how does Hashem decide when to do what? Answer is it depends what's going to guide the the that's Hanhagas who decides that right. So um, you know how is a person going to pay for let's say an avera he did? Is it going to be through yisurim in this world? What kind of yisurim? There's so many different ones. Is it or maybe he's going to wait until Gehenna, right? What how so Hashem makes that decision, right? Not blindly, but rather with the eye on helping this person go to the next level. Yeah? So for one person, it'll mean one direction, and for another person, it'll mean something else. For one person, it's going to be Yisurim, for another person, it's going to be Osher. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, the, you know, that, so to speak, decision-making, right, that's happening behind the scenes, which is orchestrating, guiding everything where it needs to go, that's on Haggas that's on a, uh, and again, it, it has it also it softens the the mishpat. So which way do you soften it? This way or that way, right? So, you know, it doesn't here. And uh, I'll give him, I give him probation. Uh, like imagine a judge who really understands the people he's judging and he's trying to help them all right? instead of just a blind, mm-hmm. uh, you know, blind justice. What's it called? Uh, right with the with the blindfold on, right? No, open eyes. Um, that's 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 din barachamin, right? Which is that's an, that's one form of hanhagas ayihud guiding the hanhagas hamishpat. And the other one is, like we said, um, where Hashem fully suspends mishpat, where it would lead down the wrong direction, right? So then. That's Hanagas Yihud comes out of the shell of Hanagas Mishpat and acts unilaterally, acts by itself. Um, okay, that is Os Aleph. It's a long Os. Okay, um, Os base. 
I'm trying to figure out practically if a person goes back to have to has to go back to go forward. So, so uh, he's changed in some ways, right? Meaning, Yosef is asking if a person say grew in a certain area and then fell, let's say in that same area, right? And then growing, growing, growing in a particular, you know, staying away from some avera, right? And then he fell in that. Mm-hmm. So, oh no, like. That's it. All that work down the down the garbage, right? No, not exactly. It had value to it. All that work you did had value to it. And then when you do tshuva and you get out of this, that too will have value. Here you needed, you know, you did all that work. You got to the place. You know, you uh, picked up a key. Then you fell back. Now you're gonna be able to walk through a door and take it. You know, take a escalator and go much faster and much farther than you would have otherwise. That's Amuna. Amuna is whatever happened already was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Part of the plan. Whatever happened was part of the plan. It was meant to happen. So person fails they but the work that they did the, and, the, and the combination or even maybe the failure somehow Maybe even the failure somehow positions him in a way to then be be more effective later on or whatever. He'll be a balchuva from it. He'll serve Hashem even better as a result of it. He'll be able to be a role model. Whatever it is, every case is different. But but it, it's it's the end result of what the the only way that a person could have reached that point is with the going back. Retroactively, that's that's right. what we understand now. Now that that's happened, now we understand that's what it was meant to be. Yeah. Okay. Does that automatically have to be the case for everybody? Meaning, like every person that's I assume every event in human history mm-hmm. is always a step forward towards the final completion. I'm saying even when it, every every person is going to experience a step back. Yep. Oh, does every person need to experience that? No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, theoretically not. I, theoretically, practically, did it ever happen? I don't know, but theoretically not. But we're saying, but anything that appears to us as a as a step back, a detour, or you know, uh, going in the wrong direction, it's not. It's really all part of the forward movement. Okay. Okay, so now in O's base, so the Ramchal says that, you know, just like we talk about Hashem sending physical chiyus, physical existence to the world, means um, for creatures to live, for creatures to, you know, what's going to happen, uh, are they going to be strong or weak, or what's going to happen, so too Hashem sends a spiritual hashpa into the world. And that governs how, you know, how, how in, intelligent we are, how emotional we are, how good-hearted we are, how how connected we are. All those things, and uh, and that also operates according to Hanagas Amishput, where. Um, Depending on our actions, that if we 
strive after wisdom, after Avodos Hashem, uh, we go after truth, then all the you know, Taivas and all the Avodosora and all the and all the falsehoods will fall away, will be revi- you know, will be exposed to be um, really nothing, right? And uh, the world itself will be a much better place. There will be there will be peace. There will be tranquility. There will be goodness. Uh, um, you know, all the utopia, right? That's on the one. That's on the one hand. And uh, and Mitzad Shani is obviously if Klausel Chasashon go in the other direction and choose to do the wrong thing, right? So then it brings out all the bad midos in us, and, it, and the whole world becomes a bad place, uh, etc. Um, that is. The theme in Old Base is actually a very beautiful language. If you want to read it, he has many details. I wanted to sit down, see if I could break it down, see why he lists all the different things that he lists over here. Haven't ha- haven't had a chance to do that yet. But okay, so we're up to Oz Gimel. Okay, everyone have a wonderful week.